Listen up, I want to talk to you for a minute about Dickies, an unbelievable brand. In fact, the number one brand in performance workwear, and Dickies knows that work is more than just what you do, it's also who you are. Just like professional athletes, your work is always judged by how you perform on your job, which is why Dickies Flex Work Pants and Shirts are engineered to give you superior mobility, advanced protection, and enhanced durability. And Dickies Flex is backed with Dickies Unconditional Satisfaction Guarantee, so you know that the Flex Series is made to work as hard as you do. Dickies Flex. Engineered to move, engineered to last. To learn more, go to Dickies.com. That's Dickies.com. This is RPO, Rome Price Opinion. Now, here's Jim Rome and two-time Super Bowl champion, Trevor Price. Episode 10 of the RPO, starring Trevor Price and yours truly, Jim Rome. Trevor, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, I'm shirtless. I'm in my basement. It's hot, so I'm good. Ready to go. (laughs) Uh, One question. I've already got way more information than I need to know. All right, let's get this thing. Now, Trevor, you and I were going back and forth about the Titans a few weeks back, and I said, man, these guys are tough. They've got some nasty. You were not sold. So how shocked were you to see them lay that ass-kicking that they did on the Patriots yesterday? Very few things shock me in the NFL, right? So uh, I remember when I was with the Jets, we went up to Foxborough, you know, Rex Ryan, the Jets, and ground and pound, and we got our heads kicked in, I think, 45 to 7 or something like that. We go back in the playoffs on their turf. Tom Brady does not know where the coverage is. He has no idea where the blitz is. We're playing man and zone at the same time with the same person, completely in utter confusion. We beat them. So at that point in my life, my last year in the NFL, I stopped being shocked by everything. However, Jim, this was shocking. And it was only shocking because Marcus Mariota decided to play quarterback and not running back with an arm, right? We've been saying it about this kid uh, since he's gotten drafted. He's not really a quarterback as much as he is an athlete that plays quarterback. He's a kid in sixth grade who's kind of like, who's the fastest kid in the team? You? Okay, you play quarterback, right? And he's somehow ridden that wave all the way to being the second pick in the NFL. Understood. But the way he played, he looked like somebody that was reading a defense. He looked like somebody that was um, taking in checks and changing things. And I know Mike Vrabel. I know Mike Vrabel very well. I did not know he could coach like that. And the other thing Marcus Mariota looked like was the athlete that Tom Brady did not look like. <laughs> look, I, it's gone around and around that Tom Brady's not a great athlete. But I'm going to take it somewhere else. He kicked himself in his chin, in his shin. That's why he fell down. But the other thing is, that's the reason I think he is so angry all the time and why he plays the way he does on the razor's edge. Because he's like, the rest of you got all the athletic ability. Nobody in my family has muscles. Therefore, I'm going to outwork everybody and I'm going to show you sons of bitches what kind of athlete I am. His upper body is stronger and more athletic than everybody else's. His lower body, he's like a baby giraffe. No, he's not like a baby giraffe. He is a baby giraffe. I mean, he may be the goat, Trevor, and I was going to ask you about this, but anytime this guy steps even one foot out of the pocket, he does look like a baby giraffe. I mean, the hell is their obsession with getting this guy the ball in open space? You see him fall on his face yesterday before the first down marker. There was nothing but green grass in front of him. What is their obsession with getting this guy in space? I think it might be like... 
<laughs> like, what's the very last thing they will expect, right? Like, what's the last thing you expect? Okay, they wouldn't expect Bill to go back there and run the ball. They wouldn't expect us to throw the ball to Tom. Like, what's what? Like, of all the things that would happen in life, right? You can get struck by lightning, win the lottery, throw Tom Brady a, Brady a pass. It's in that order. Well, except right? they do, though. Except they do. It's not like it's the first time it's happened. They, but... Right, but and they keep doing it, and he's going to get hurt. But if not by himself, again, <laughs> the man kicked him. He kicked himself in the shin. I don't understand how you kick yourself in your own legs as you are trying to run. Do you run with your feet behind you? Like, I don't even understand how that's humanly possible. I've seen babies run better than that. That just learn how to walk. Can you imagine if that but, guy got hurt? And if that guy, if they literally could call his number, I mean, it's one thing for him to bring himself down like that short of the first down marker, but if he were to get hurt, I mean, that'd be like the most amazing thing it, ever. Like, but, imagine if he had turned around and somebody just like clobbered him, like just clapped the shit out of him. That would have been like, okay, we're no, we're no longer doing this. They shouldn't be doing that in the first place. You have the greatest arm to play the game. Do not throw him the ball. He's going to get hurt. All right, so Trevor, one more thing about Tennessee and what they did. I mean, I agree with you. Marcus Mariota had a great game, but it was more than that, right? They won every aspect, every phase of that game. They lined up. There was nothing fluky, nothing gimmicky, nothing lucky about that. They beat the hell out of them. How were they able to do so? And what's that say about Vrabel and all the expatriates? (laughs) Uh, you know what? The, the thing about it is Derrick Henry, I've been on Derrick Henry's like I, I've been watching this kid since college. Number one, he's playing the wrong position. Derrick Henry would have been Terrell Suggs if somebody would have had the brains to say, look, you are really too big to play running back. You play outside linebacker, you will play for 20 years and you will get 10 sacks a year and they will pay you $15 million a year. Instead, he's a plodding running back, except for when he plays the Patriots because I've been saying it from the very beginning. When your defensive lineman and the Patriots go against offensive linemen, and all of a sudden they're getting knocked and their shoulders turn, that's called opening the gate. They open the gate right into the end zone for Derrick Henry. So so there, there is things that the, the Titans do, and they say, look, we're going to line up here, and our running back weighs as much as our center, and we're going to try to figure it out. But if you get to him before, before the line of scrimmage, he can't turn and move. The problem is they can't get to him before the line of scrimmage. The, the Patriots get to nobody before the line of scrimmage. And that's what happened. They can't get in the backfield, therefore they cannot stop somebody who's 250 pounds and running straight ahead. Trevor, did your dog get down to the basement with you? I don't know what. No, I'm, my dog is dead, Jim. Thanks. Um, to who? I'm sorry. I don't, know what's, I don't know what's going on. What's that noise? I thought that was your dog. I wish it was my dog. All no, right. My bad. My bad. All right. Trevor, let me, let me ask you, since it was a really, really challenging week for the Rams, given everything they were dealing with, they show up, they handle their business, they beat Seattle, but they lost wide receiver Cooper Cup in the process. Torn ACL out for the season. How damaging a blow is that to the Rams? As more than people think now. Because I was on a Cooper Cup train when he was coming out of college. And I saw a little bit of college shape of him in Eastern Washington. I was like, that's an NFL player. Jim, you can spot an NFL player. It takes one or two plays. And they showed his little bit of tape of him up there running around in wherever Eastern Washington is. And I was like, that that kid's an NFL player. Why? I don't care where he comes from. Why, what, what did you see? Like. How did you know? What did you see? Yeah, but the, the, way, the way he cuts in and out of his breaks and the, the way his eyes don't have to track the ball. You see what I'm saying? When a wide receiver can turn and all of a sudden the ball's on him and he can turn and make a catch without 
laser focusing on the ball and his hands seem his hands seem to see what his eyes don't. If, if that makes sense. Right. His hands can see where the ball is going more so than his eyes. It's just a natural thing. Some people are born with it. Some kids are born with it. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. I was not born with that that skill. I can't catch a football. Right. I was I'd have been Tony Gonzalez, but I can't catch a football. Hmm. So when I watch him play the first time I saw him a little bit of I was like, oh, yeah, that kid's now Cooper Cup makes a lot of things happen on that offense. Him running those routes, and he's always the one downfield, and uh, little man's always the one coming in the middle, and then Robert Woods, USC's, LA's favorite son, is coming on the other side. It's not that complicated offense, except that you have to watch Cooper Cup because he's always the one going furthest in the routes, and he's always the one they have to, the safeties have to turn and run with them. And when the safeties turn and run, there's always space in front of them. It's a pretty simple concept. You just have to have great players who can do it. And now they don't have him, and he's going to be really tough to replace. You know, Trevor, I said yesterday on the NFL on CBS, I know the Rams lost in New Orleans, but to me, it was only one loss to a very good team in a hostile environment, and that they were still the team to beat in the NFC. But I did say that before they lost Cup, and I said that before the Saints hung 51 on the Bengals. Are the Saints now the team to beat in the NFL? Okay, number one, the Saints are the best team in the NFL. I, I mean, Alvin Kamara... First of all, you run out of things to say about him. The part that's interesting to me is how how the fuck did Alabama get this wrong? Like he was at Alabama. Like, like what was he doing in college? The thing is, Jim, some people mature, and especially as professional athletes, right? They mature and they become whatever they're going to become later on in their years. The game looks like it's moving in third gear to him while he's in fifth gear. It doesn't make sense how fast this kid is. He is fast like Tyreek Hill and all. There's some guys like that. But there's a lot of little guys who aren't that fast and play the game the way he does. Let me go back to the Rams for a second, though. We have not seen Warren Sapp until we've seen Aaron Donald. Now, I was around when Warren Sapp was playing defensive tackle. I've never seen anything like him. And Aaron Donald, if he's not close, he surpassed Warren Sapp. Now, the thing about the Rams' defense is, you have to be okay giving up 200, grounds on a, 200 yards on the ground. You have to be okay with it because when they move Aaron Donald way outside the guard, there is literally seven yards of space between him and Sue. And you have, like, Wade Phillips has to be okay with them running for 10 yards a pop. And he is because eventually Aaron Donald is going to make a play that changes the game, and he does it over and over and over again. So back to the Saints, when they played each other, the next time they play each other, I'm telling they're gonna move. they're going to move – Aaron Donald down closer to the center, and they're going to shore up the middle of defense and not let him pass for so much so he's not opening these big running lanes uh, for Alvin Kamara. And now the freaking other running back shows up, and it's like, pick your poison. It, like, there's not enough footballs to go around, and Drew Brees is making the game look easy. The, the kid Michael Thomas is a absolute star. And I, I know he was, Jim, but nobody really watches the Saints. You know, you know what I mean? It's like they play in a shitty dome. It's kind of like, oh, the Saints are good. Drew Brees is the greatest, greatest quarterback ever. But it's not a show that you look at and it looks great on television. It looks good now. Oh, it, it does looks now. Damn good. Oh no, they run the hell out of it. And I got to tell you about that quote, "shitty dome." That's the last place you want to play the Saints in that shitty dome. Because if you have oh, to go, yes. if you have to oh, go that's... through there to beat them, that's probably not going to happen. Trevor, go back to what you said about Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp to me, well, he was something else. What what made him so great? And do you have a Warren Sapp story? Um, I have one, and what, what made him so great is when they let him do whatever he wanted. Number one, when, when, when Ron Marinelli and those guys said, look, we have basically a, a running back playing defensive tackle 
<laughs> we're gonna do it. Let him do whatever he wants, and they just let him. Why he would line up? He would. It, 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 first of all, their defense, that Tampa two defense, was not sound. <laughs> it, like it didn't make sense. It's like there's a big ass hole right here. Run through the hole, and nobody decided to run through it because they were like, "Hey, that's that cheese. That's that. It's a trap. Like don't run through there." <laughs> but you should have ran through there a thousand times. You would have beat the Bucks. I ran to Warren Sapp at the Pro Bowl, <laughs> and I'm. I'm a kind of leave it at that, but I ran into him and me and him got into a, a a tiff about who was a better defensive tackle. And by the time we were done arguing, I was like, my man, it's you. Because <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you weren't going to win that argument. I don't care who you were. And he was like, we're, we're from the same place. He's from Apopka and I'm from uh, Winter Park, Florida. And we we played Apopka. So my freshman year, I think my eighth grade year, we played them and uh, like, they were like, oh, they got a kid that's going to Miami, Warren Sapp. He was a tight end. I saw nothing special. And then, holy shit, you turn on TV two years later and look at him. He's a fucking Tasmanian devil. He's the best defense lineman I've ever seen. And Aaron Donald is is very close to eclipsing that. I am not the get-off-my-line, get, get-off-my-long guy. I'm just not. Aaron Donald's there. But so Warren Sapp's the best you ever saw. Now, when you say that you guys had that discussion about who was better, I mean, are we talking about giving each other the hands did you oh, guys? No. <laughs> Fuck no. Yeah, at the Pro Bowl, at that point, everybody, nobody cares about football at the Pro Bowl. Right. I'm talking about a lot of beer. Uh-huh. I'm talking about a lot of liquor and a lot of yelling. Yeah, this, this happened you know by I mean? the pool or in a bar, but not on the yes. field. This is this is by the pool. This is by the pool. And this is everybody's, you know, offensive line was surrounded like, man, Warren gave me to this. Oh, Trevor gave me to that and did this. And it became a thing. Like, right. yo, I, tell him how I whooped your ass. <laughs> Everybody was like, hey, what are you bringing me to this for? You yeah. know what I mean? Dude, that's got to be and the best it, time it, ever, though, right? Like, it always seemed to me, and since I didn't do it, I wouldn't know it forever. But it seems to me everybody wants to get invited to the Pro Bowl or make the Pro Bowl, but nobody wants to actually play in the Pro Bowl. But nobody, being, being Jim, by the pool no, that week, just tell me, what's it like to be by the pool that week with everybody? That's got to be a blast. Okay, the problem is, Jim, and I'm, I'm going to air all the dirty laundry. Please. The first, the first four days are great, right? You show up on Super Bowl Monday, I think. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, half of Thursday. Friday, all the families show up, and all the fun stops. <laughs> the, fun, the fun police right. just shows up. And it's like, well, uh, I guess we got to play a football game now. Fuck, nobody wants to play. You know what I mean? It's, it's the worst, man. And like the first four days, it's just, man, it's a, it's a goddamn, it, it's a farce. And then Thursday, you start seeing the, the first little kids and the uh, water wings show up. Like, up, oh, that's that. <laughs> Let me put on my pants. Holy moly. It's the best week ever until the fun police, a.k.a. the wives and kids and the coaches show up and I got to play football and entertain my family. Man, it's great early in the week, though. Listen, but no, my my first three Pro Bowls, I was by myself. I did not have a family. Mm. It was just me. So therefore, I was there like, wait, just because some people show up, we got to stop this thing. And everybody was like, yes, it stops now. It stops now. I was like, well, can I go home now? Because I'm not having any fun. <laughs> like, where's everybody at? I'm out here by myself. Trevor, so remind was, me. Remind me, Trevor. Does, the fam, does yeah. the fam listen to the RPO? Does the missus do the kids? Does your family yes. listen to this? They, they, they get, they're like, yeah. I, like, I'm not lying. Everything I'm saying is true, and they all know this. Like, I've said this. You want, I'll give you a story. Let me Please. give you the greatest story. This I'll is Trevor Price's story time at his best. Good. Good. So my fourth Pro Bowl, no, my third Pro Bowl, we're in Hawaii. We had just, me and my wife had just had my daughter, Kari. Kari is 
eight months old or something like that. After the game, I don't know what's going on. I'm standing, I'm holding her, and we're, I'm like near some fans or something. And I think somebody said, hey, Trevor, can I have an autograph? And for some reason, my hands open up and I drop the kid on the goddamn ground. Dude. Dude. <laughs> drop my baby on the ground. I'm like, and, and like, I don't, like to this moment, I still don't know what happened. And my wife was like, pick up the baby. Oh, okay, I pick up the baby. It's like, oh, you want an autograph? And I pretend like nothing happened, but it, it like I don't understand. I like to this day, I don't know what happened. Why my hands kind of opened up and dropped the kid? Because you were signing an autograph. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand really? that. I don't understand that. I don't understand a lot of the shit you do, Trevor. But hopefully that never happened again. No, and she's at an Ivy League school. She's she's okay. Okay, good, good. All right, good, good, good. good story, good story. So. You've, <laughs> the Rams, okay, so the Rams are going to play the Chiefs, and you and I have talked a lot about the Chiefs this season, next Monday in Mexico City. I understand it's early in the week. I'm not looking for you to pick that one, not against the spread. Please, but, no, but, please, no. Okay, but how about some early thoughts on that matchup? Who do you like in that game? I like the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just believe they have more explosive people. The Rams, the Rams like I've said, right, they're, they're a, a trick-em-dick-em offense. <laughs> We know when when Jared Goff is yelling turbo, that's not just a word just to say stuff. That means everything is moving fast. The thing that the thing that would bother me as a as a player on defense playing against the Rams is usually when teams go up tempo, they're simple plays. They're plays you can you can say with one word. You can say, you know, grass, or you can say trap hands. Or you could say scorpion. This, you know, it's, it's and they're simple plays. It's a handoff left, handoff right. The Rams are running like complicated route patterns and progressions and checks off of one word. Now, eventually, somebody's going to have to figure out what that word is, and that, and you listen, you try to figure that part out, and that's the part that makes them so explosive is how fast it goes and they tire you out, and all of a sudden, Todd Gurley's running downhill and sideways. At the same time, which is a phenomenon I have not seen ever. So what do you think that they're running off of? Howie Berry. Howie Berry. Oh, that's a hot check. Whatever's hot. That's easy. That, that, everybody has one of those. Like something like, um, you know, because you don't want to say it. You don't want to say it so defenders know it. So you don't want to say Cayenne or, Cayenne. Or, or, you know. Chalula. Uh, lava. Habanero. You say, you say uh, next week, I guarantee you it's going to be a car. Is going to be something like Lamborghini. It's going to be Countach or something like that. That's the hot route, you know. So, so we used to have a call when I played when you wanted to pass for us left or right. It would be log or rock. Log for left, rock for right. They couldn't figure that shit so, out. So we got so into it, it'd be like pencil. Anything made out of wood, you go like shrub. You go like grass because grass is where trees grew and trees are wood. I mean, you just go down into the ether to say, hey, pass for us left. I can just say pass Russ left. That fucker can't block me. So I tell him what it is. You know what I mean? I like it. You'd be surprised how crazy it gets and how far down that shit goes for no reason at all. I like that a lot. I'm going left. Stop it. Trevor, what about the Saints? If they're the best team in the NFL, let me ask you this. Two days into his comeback, Des Bryant shreds his Achilles. All right, just a horrible break. The guy just turned 30. Can you see him coming back from that injury or is he done? If, if he doesn't get in shape, <laughs> because the little bit I saw, Des Bryant looked fat. <laughs> right? He looked, and I, I hate saying that because I know when I play for the Jets, Jim, if you Google some pictures of me with Rex Ryan, 
Oh my Jesus, I am a giant slob of a mess. But the fact is, it didn't like he was working out all that much. Now, here's what's happened. Every team that gets a Super Bowl, right, or every team that's playing like, like the Saints and the game is getting easy, they need something to rally around. The fact that Des Bryant tore his Achilles two days into practice on their turf and now everybody's throwing up the X and doing all that stuff, that gives them something. It gives the it, it, they were the Saints were searching for something to help them get through these next six, seven, eight weeks, and they found it in an old, broken Des Bryant. I, I mean, I hate saying that as an old guy myself, but they found what they needed, and then like they didn't know the guy. Like yeah, nobody knew him. Trevor, that's it's it's fascinating. Explain that to me. Like they didn't know the guy. He was only there a couple of days. How could that quote old fat guy? getting hurt, galvanize that team. How does that it, work? Be, be, because, look, when your team is that good, you have to find something to play for. Yeah, but you why to, that? And, why and, is he the guy they're playing for? They I, don't, I don't even know I, Because him. it's all they have. What, what, else do, what else do they have? Give me something else they you have. You mean they're manufacturing they for, some shit? It's not enough. I'm telling you, they, they can't play for Katrina. So that works, right? You, you have to the, – when these type of teams – these great explosive teams, they have to find an edge. It's kind of like Alabama. Like the, 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 the trick with Alabama is not the players because the same players they have all got scholarship offers at Auburn. All the scholarship kids at Auburn all got offers to play at Alabama. It's not the players. It's the fact that Nick Saban finds some way to keep an edge on his team by being consistently angry at them. So everybody can is never ever good enough. Yeah, but you're professional. But, okay, but they're you, but they're college kids, right? So I understand why you got to stay on a college kid. These the are pros. Thing. It's the same, but you don't have to stay. You don't have to stay on them. You, they have to find something to galvanize to rally around. What are you rallying around in 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 New Orleans right now? You're eight and one. You're the best team in NFL. And now all of a sudden, Des Bryant was there for two days. He ran four routes and busted his ankle. He busted his foot. He's out. We have something now we're playing for him. And they're asking him, what's up with the X? You know, we, you know, we let them know that we're thinking about him. But why are they what? thinking about him? He was there two <laughs> exactly. days. It makes no sense to me. Like, I feel badly for the guy. I hate to see that happen to anybody. But how the hell were they rallying around that guy? They don't even know him. He was there they for two days. Something. Jim, you need something. When I was with the Broncos and we got the 13-0, the only thing we were playing for is undefeated season. You have to find something. The, the Saints have been beaten once. So what what is it? What is it? What what keeps you coming back to work every day besides your check? Dude, are you gonna tell me like is Sean Payton is Sean Payton gonna say, Are we doing this for nothing? Are we doing this for something? I mean literally nobody is saying, What about Dez? What about Dez? He shredded his Achilles for us. We need to play for him. (laughs) The players are doing that in their own way. He was there for two days, Jimmy. You saw it on TV. No, they held the X up. I saw it. I, I saw. I'm not saying that it's not happening. I'm saying I don't understand why it's happening. Uh, because they're looking for something to galvanize themselves over these next six, seven, eight weeks. Wow. They have to find something. Because let me tell you what happens with professional football players, Jim. We get bored very easy. We get bored. The monotony of every day of the fucking Monday. The monotony of the Wednesday. Okay, we have meetings, lift weights, we go up on a pads, have practice. The monotony of right. it. You have to so find a way to break you that Jedi, shit up. You're Jedi mind-tricking yourselves to get through Absolutely. it. I get it. All right, fair enough. I, why that's the it, I don't really know. But I see it working. Because it's, it's the only it. You got to put the shit in front of it. So that's the only shit they got. All right. So 
Trevor, what do you make about Le'Veon Bell? Now, we've talked about this guy, too. He Is he going to come in tomorrow, do you think, and beat that deadline? And if he doesn't, if he doesn't, is there any way he makes back all that money he lost? What about the way he's, he's handled his business? I, it's weird, man. I, I don't see... You know, Sean Gilbert, long time ago, right. went through this, right? right. Remember that one in oh, Sean Gilbert for the Rams? Sure. And he was the best defensive tackle in the NFL. Dude, and he was great. He, he, was, he was a grown-ass man. But he's, he skipped the season, wound up getting paid. I think it's going to happen for Le'Veon Bell. It would not happen in Pittsburgh. The Indianapolis Colts are one Le'Veon Bell from being a top-five AFC team. Easily. They need one Le'Veon Bell. They don't need a running back. They don't need a pat. They need one Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> and the only Le'Veon Bell is that Le'Veon Bell. And I think that's where he winds up. Because he's not going back to Pittsburgh. James Conner is having a all-pro kind of season. And which he won't make the all-pro team because all the other backs. But he's having a great season. And I think the team has moved on. Management, they have to move on. Because you cannot put James Conner back in the bench. You can't do that. He's your guy. He's not your bell cow. Okay, fine. We have one. What do we do with the other one? Let him walk. We didn't give him any money. He's not costing us anything. He's a free agent. Let him walk and get his money, and he's going to walk directly to Indianapolis. They're going to pay him $17 million a year, and the Colts will be in the AFC Championship. Hmm. Mark my words. All right, so I'm going to write that down. We'll see what happens. With Le'Veon Bell, you never know what's going to happen. Like, I don't think the guy's coming in tomorrow, but if he did, it wouldn't surprise me at all. You never know with this guy. Let me ask you about Baker Mayfield now. All right, just jumping around quickly. Most thought that his coming out party, Trevor, was in week three against the Jets when he came in for Tyrod Taylor. They ripped their first win in nearly two years, except yesterday, my man was virtually perfect in beating the Falcons. When asked about how he felt or about that performance, he said, I woke up feeling dangerous. Does he, <laughs> what a great line, right? Does he look dangerous to you? And more importantly, even at 3-6-1, and one, at 3-6-1, and one, are they now dangerous? Well, number one, they are dangerous. Nobody wants to play the Browns like they used to. Like when I was at the Ravens, we didn't mind playing the Browns except for the year they beat us. We were like, why do they have Jamal Lewis and why is he running for 100 yards against <laughs> us? So that's a little different. He felt dangerous because he knew the other quarterback, the quarterback on the other side was not dangerous. Jim, I will go to my grave saying this. Matt Ryan is just a guy. He is just a guy. He's a NFL quarterback. So if I'm a quarterback and I'm looking across at Matt Ryan, I'm like, ooh, uh, I know I beat him, <laughs> right? Trevor, I've, ne- I've never seen a guy. Belt. I've never seen a guy pile on Matt Ryan like you. Can I just once again just pose the question? You keep saying he's just a guy. He's just a guy who won the MVP award. I don't care. I don't care if he won won uh, the election in France. He is a guy. There are just guys, and do not be fooled by the shit they're doing. There is a reason, Jim. Let me let me spin this thing back to the Falcons. There's a reason Julio Jones, when Matt Ryan got $30 million a year, went, where's mine? There's a reason Julio Jones said that. He said that because Matt Ryan throws the ball in my general vicinity, and I catch the ball. So, therefore, if y'all going to give him $30 million, where is my money? Because we all know in this building what the truth is. So when Baker Mayfield woke up and he looked across the field, he saw Matt. Oh, we got Matt Ryan today. Hey, look, if we're going one by one position, I'm better than him. I'm. I'm. I, it, it, let me. Right, let me rephrase that. I'm not better than him. I am more dangerous than him. And he said it. 
That's the truth. Listen, he, this guy's got a lot of swagger. I would not doubt that for a second. This is not, I'm not, Matt Ryan is not the hill that I want to die on, Trevor, with you. But in a way, in in a way, I cannot wait for this guy to put up numbers, numbers, numbers. And then they put a yellow jacket on him one day. And then you're up there going, he's just a guy. He's just a guy. (laughs) He's in the fucking Hall of Fame. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to end up there. I'm just saying I hope he does. So I can hear you scream he's just a guy when they're putting that mustard jacket on his back. I will, I will be there saying the same thing in my old state with a, with a cane on saying, that is some bullshit. Listen, I, I, I do not die on a Matt Ryan Hill. But when he looks average, Jim, does he not look average? I just want you to go to Canton. I want him when he's up there in that doing that speech and you're just screaming, he's just a guy. And people are going to be looking over like, who's that guy making all that noise? And they'd be like, <laughs> Jesus, it's Trevor Price just a guying him. Who's not in the Hall of Fame? Who's not in the Listen, Hall of Fame? That I, I am telling you, when he looks bad, he looks worse. When Tom Brady looks bad, Tom Brady looks like a bad Tom Brady. When Matt Ryan looks bad, he he looks like he looks at times incompetent as a quarterback. I am telling you that there are people like that. There's a bunch of guys that are going to the Pro Bowl that have been to Pro Bowls, and I'm like, I mean, why do you think some guys go to the Pro Bowl and next year they don't have a job? Because the people who break that shit down for real say, hey, there's a reason this is happening. Mm-hmm. And it ain't him. I'm yeah, telling you, well, man. Well, I would say about the Falcons, though. And again, I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not going, I am not going to battle for these guys. Right when you think you can trust them again and taking nothing away from Cleveland because I love the Browns and I still think they're America's team, like I've said. But Atlanta, right when you think you can trust them, they do that. And it's not the first time either. Uh, well, uh, they, uh, listen, you're, you're preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the choir. Right. Tell me, tell me something I don't know, Jim. Tell me, I've been saying this for a long time. I'm like, I watched the dude play. I've never played against him. I think the year he got drafted, I was either on my way out or we just didn't play them. And I've never played the guy. But when I watch him play, do you see a spark? Do you see something, or do you see him throwing to what looks like an offensive tackle wearing number eleven? <laughs> I think I I see it put it this way. Look, I don't see what you see, Trevor. You play the game at a really high level. I'm just a knucklehead behind a mic. I see more than a guy. I see more than a guy who throws the ball in the general area code of a tackle who can play wide receiver. I'm willing to give the guy more credit than that. I mean, I understand that Julio can't throw the ball to himself and catch it. I think Matt Ryan is a little better than just a guy who throws the ball in the general vicinity. Okay, we we can do a two-hour debate on this. I'm telling you we could. He is an NFL quarterback. And when I say just a guy... He is just an NFL quarterback, mm-hmm. they are, and there are lots of them. Remember the argument I always give to you that says every team and seven-on-seven seven with no offensive line, I've never seen a quarterback not shred a defense. Right. I mean, guys, you walk off the street, shred a defense. Now, the great ones can stand there when there is chaos around them at the line of scrimmage. That's what makes Tom Brady so great. For some reason, that does not bother him. It does. I've played against a guy enough times as I'm pass rushing and I'm screaming and I'm yelling at him. You know what he? Know what Tom Brady does not do? Look at me hmm. at all. Every time you hit him, he is surprised <laughs> because he's looking. He's looking somewhere else. Matt Ryan, I see with nervous feet. I see him dumping balls on the ground and I see him throwing to the tackle. Hmm. The tackle uh, number eleven, offensive tackle Julio Jones. Who knows I, the who knows that's the route tree? The tackle who knows the route tree. The tackle knows the route tree. Now you know. Ever since I started this podcast, especially since every single week we go with prices picks, you all have been asking me for my advice. Who do you like, Rome? Who should I take? Who should we bet? 
The truth is, my guess oftentimes is as good as yours. But if you're one of those people that think you know more than me, and there's a lot of you out there, prove it. Check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. This is why I always tell you, if you think you know, and you think you know more than me, then make sure you get to my bookie. Trust me. They are your best bet this season. They have been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is so easy to use and navigate. I would only recommend a service to you that has been good to me. This is why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie because you win, they pay. You win, they pay. And they have in-game live betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Plus, join right now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. It's an amazing deal. Use the promo code Rome. Activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. Do not forget to use the promo code Rome. Create your account and claim up to one thousand dollars in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. And now, Price's Picks. All right, let's do this, Trevor. I mean, I, I'm pumped to be doing this because we're doing this with you coming off a win. It had been seven games since you got one right, but the streak, the streak is finally over. The national nightmare is over. And I want to say this, you wore it like a champ. No one handled the barrage better than you. A lesser man probably would have quit the podcast, deleted Twitter. But you came on the radio program. Now, you did take a victory lap when you did that. But this is your true home. So why don't you say how you're feeling about being a winner right once again, right here and right now? Hey, they call your boy Susan Lucci. That's all, that's all you got to call me. The streak is over. The streak is over. But now I'm back on my winning ways, man. Now look, hey, hey, the sun shines on a dog's ass sometime. And a dog's ass is everybody who bet against me. That's the dog's ass. <laughs> I'm the dog. You dig what I'm saying? Right. So therefore... Therefore, I'm back, baby. I'm George Costanza, Susan Lucci, I'm back. I love I'm it. Back. I love it. So let's make it two in a row, starting with tonight's Monday Night oh, Matchup. Now, now, look, now I'm all my confidence just left me. Is Two in a row, I can't just stop? Like, Do we have to do another one? You can't walk off on one, Trevor. I mean, you can, Trevor, if you want to walk off on getting one in a row. <laughs> that's something to hang your hat on. I got one in a row right. I'm feeling so good about myself. My streak's at one. The unbreakable streak, one in a row. Unbreakable. Come on, hey, man. Why don't you push that one pay. chip to the center of the table, Trevor? Do it. Hey, push just, that one. One, push that one ten dollar chip to the center of the table. Double Jim, down, man. Jim, you rob you rob one bank, you're a bank robber. I win one goddamn bet, I'm a winner forever. Man, take that ski mask off and let's do it again. All right, so Giants, Giants at 49ers. I can't believe we're at the part of the season where the Giants are dogs to the freaking Niners, but here we are. Here the freak we are. Giants getting three. Niners laying three. Trevor, you can do this. Who do you like? <laughs> I studied this one for a long time and I see two meddling football teams. I see one, I think that's coached better than the other. And I think the Niners are coached a little bit better than the Giants. I think homeboy, the Giants, I think, Oh, Pat, I think he wasn't quite ready for what he walked into. Let me run back. Why would the Giants hire a guy that coached at Cleveland and could not coach? He was a head coach at Cleveland. Pat Shermer was a head coach in Cleveland and he stunk. Why would you give him another chance and not try somebody else? I don't understand that. Therefore, give me the Giants and the points. You're taking the Shanahan family. You're taking the coaching. All right. Giants. Wait, Giants and the points? 
Yeah, I want the Giants and the points. Okay, okay, you got it. I want, I I want, I want the, the Giants and the points. I, I, I bet because here's the thing. When Giants Odell, plus three. Listen, when Odell Beckham and these guys are at home, they try to put on a show. I think going across the country is good for them. I think to get away from the MetLife Stadium and the bright lights and just go play in Seattle and treat it as a business trip, we are just going here to play football. I, I would say the Giants and the points. Yeah, well, that's fine if they're going to Seattle, but they're going to San Francisco. Do you still like them plus three in the Bay Area? Yep. I do. Okay. I like Giants and the points. <laughs> All right. Giants plus three. Thursday night football. Awesome matchup on paper. Speaking of Seattle, Green Bay at Seattle. Short week for both teams. Seattle is a tough, tough place to play. We know this. Green Bay, Trevor, getting two and a half. Seattle giving two and a half. Who are you going to roll with there? All right, so watching those two teams play last week, Seattle lost to a more superior football team. Seattle played great to a more superior football team than Green Bay did. Seattle should have won that game if not for friggin' Dante Fowler's greatest chop rip spin, uh, drop rip, flip hip move that that I think Jared Johnson perfected when he was with the Ravens and just put the ball out from uh, from Russell Wilson. The Rams look vulnerable in that game because Seattle has learned how to run the ball. Russell Wilson is always dangerous. I don't care who he's playing. They're at Seattle. It's going to be the 12s. Uh, Pete Carroll looks like he's pissed off. Give me Seattle. I saw the 12s, actually. I was flying back from New York last night. I was in LAX when I got off my flight. I saw the 12s kind of bumping around the airport, looking all pissed off, all bent, like they had a game they should have had. I think you're right. The 12s will probably be ready. That's going to be a tough, tough game for Green Bay. All right, there you go. That's going to do it for us. You want to make sure that you subscribe, and these episodes will hit your listening devices automatically. You don't look for them. They will find you. Make sure you follow both of us on Twitter also. I'm at Jim Rome. He's at Trevor underscore Price. You want to spell Price with a Y. He is riding a hot streak. He's got one in a row, looking to make it two tonight. Hit us both up. We both appreciate it. Trevor, great job. Good content, good stories, good luck tonight, and I will see you next Monday. Absolutely, man.